Good morning, brothers and sisters. Welcome to another episode of In His Light. We're doing something new today. This is special. We're going to try uh, to do this live streaming to try to catch you on the way to work so that you can uh, get some God's promise. And it will change your life if you start putting in. Don't believe me. Try it. If you start putting in God's word before your day, before every day. So we all know that this is a busy world these days. So we, we're, we're trying to invent ways that we can... Uh, do the things we got to do and get in the word that we need. And this is a good way on your way to work. It's a great listen. We are showing the scriptures on the screen because this is going to be on YouTube too, or is on YouTube right now. So uh, please do not look at the screen while you're driving. There's no promises that we're going to find today in the Bible that says you can look at your promises, look at your phone and God will drive for you. So please don't do that. That's not what we're recommended. If you're driving, just li <laughs> please just <don't>. listen to <laughs> us and and bear with us because uh, this is our first live stream. But give us a shot. I promise we're we, this is we're reading God's word to you. So let us read the Bible to you. That's what we're doing. And then if anything goes wrong on our first live stream, well, it's Danny's fault. And we know that. And we'll, we'll blame Danny <laughs> and whether and, and Danny could pop in here any moment. We don't know. But he, even if he doesn't make it. Just know if anything happens, it's on Danny. And Danny, if you're watching this later or now, you know that's true. You know it's true. But uh, without further ado, you probably figured it out. We're going to go over promises of God, not just read the Bible. We are reading the Bible, but it's not. There is an actual specific topic, and it's the promises God has made to us. And I'm going to go into why that is so important in my belief, in my opinion, and then and then dad's going to talk about his way. And then we're going to actually see what the Bible says about why the promises are important. But we know that we have an enemy in this world and he is a liar. He is an absolute liar. And he wants you to not know your authority in Christ, because if you know it, then you will keep pushing the kingdom forward. And that is opposite of what the enemy wants. It's actually quite simple. If you are bringing, if you're bringing the truth of Jesus and the gospel to other people, the enemy hates you. So what can he do? Distract you, get you off course, make you feel unworthy, make you feel unprotected, make you feel unknown, make you feel unloved by lies. And what we are supposed to do is grab the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, and use that against his lies. Well, no, devil, God didn't say that. He promised me this. But if we don't know the promises of God, how can we possibly do that? So that's really, that's really the point of this is to arm ourselves against this, is to talk, to, to be able to fight back against the enemy when he says, no, you're not loved. No, I got a promise for that. So listen to these guys and receive them. And we pray right now in the name of Jesus that you receive these on your heart. You don't just hear them and toss them, but that they are stored on your heart, stored in your spirit so that you can use them when you need them. The devil is attacking you. And the closer you get to God, the more intense the attack. So in the name of Jesus, I pray that you receive these guys, anybody that's Amen. listening. And we pray Amen. that prayer in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. So yeah, dad, and you were talking, you have a perfect verse that I'm glad you, 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 or the spirit showed you this morning just on time uh, to get us started in what the Bible says about it. But before that, what, why is this so important, dad? Well, it's important because we, we got to realize if you're in this life, if you've, if you're someone who is, has received uh, the Lord Jesus and, and uh, entered into his kingdom, then you got to realize that there's two kingdoms going on here. There's the kingdom of this world which we were all part of at one point. 
and then there's the kingdom of God. And 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 God and, and if you've received the Lord, He's He's brought you into His kingdom now. So the important part is it's to realize is that when we were in this life, I mean, before we come to know the Lord, we lived according to principles. We were taught you do this, you do that, you grow up, you learn this, you do that. There were certain things that we learned to survive in this. Well, the kingdom of heaven and the kingdom of God have their own principles of life, which is really according to the Bible, you know, it's just life that is life. Really, apart from that, it's not life. But just speaking in, in, in natural terms, you lived according to certain principles before. And now God brings you into his kingdom and he starts teaching you, these are the principles of this is the way we live in the kingdom of heaven. This is the true way of living. And, and this first couple of verses that we we'll read just kind of talks about that and actually states that very thing. You're going to see that as we read these couple of verses here. Okay. You ready for the verses? Yeah, go ahead. All right. Receive these guys. Don't just hear them and toss them. Well, I'm guilty of that too. I do it all the time. Just receive it because this is what God is saying to you. If we believe in God, let's believe in God because this is what he's saying. Seeing that his divine power has granted to us everything pertaining to life and godliness through the true knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. That's second Peter chapter one, verse three and verse four says, for by these, he has granted to us his precious and magnificent promises so that they, so that by them, you may become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption, corruption that is in the world by lust. Wow. So, that really right there is self-explanatory. You notice it says, by his precious promises, we we become partakers of the divine nature. You want to realize how you become like God, like a true son of God. He says his promises are, are beginning to show that you take those, you see what God says, you believe them, you walk in them, and you are being changed in the process into a... in, in by to his to become true partakers of his divine nature. And this is how we escape the world. There's two systems. The thing you got to realize is there's two systems here. There's a system of the world and there's a, there's a kingdom of God. And we've got to first accept that. And once you accept that, you say, okay, I'm in the kingdom of, of God. Now, how do I live? So God says right here, his precious promises will help you escape the world system and become partakers of the divine nature. Amen. Who wants to escape the world system? Because I do. <laughs> Funny thing is, it's way more obvious than it used to be. It used to be pretty subtle. Now the devil don't even hide. It's pretty easy to see these mm -hmm. days. Okay, so without further ado, let's get some promise in these hearts. Uh, we'll start. I'll just go down the list. What do you think, Dad? They're Sounds all great. Good. Sounds okay. good. So the first one is 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24. Dad, can you see that on the screen? Uh, yes, I can. You want to read that for us? Yes. It says, and he himself, talking about Jesus, bore our sins in his body on the cross so that we might die to sin and live to righteousness. For by his wounds, you were healed. Wow. You're going to start with this promise? We're going to start <laughs> with this promise here? Wow. This is yep. a big one, Dad. This is a it big is one. A big this is actually multifaceted promise is what this is. Uh, mm -hmm. And you could go into so much depth, but you, yeah, we all know the basics of it. We all know that, you know, he took sin on him. He took all the sin 
on him paid the price. The ultimate deal here is that uh, the wages of sin is death. God has declared that sin equals death, and there is no forgiveness of sin without the shedding of blood. That's how the sacrifices started in the Old Testament. That's what it was for. It was to put that animal in place of your sin and sacrifice it for it. And that is why they call Jesus the Lamb of God, because he did that exact thing. He himself, God, became that lamb and died for, put our sins on his back, became sin for us, and, and faced the wrath of God for it. And because of that, we are able to die to sin and to live for righteousness. And because of his wounds, we are healed. I mean, that's, that's what I mean. It's, it's multifaceted promise, but very, very important that you receive. So, what, Dad, real quick, and, and you, I want you to explain it, but we do, I want to get this straight, simple point. Why is this, what, what do we need to receive about this promise? What is it important that we have to know about this promise? Well, the important thing is that this is, uh, I mean, I guess a person can consider like the very ending of this verse to be the main part of the promise where it says, for by his wounds, you were healed. But this is really just explaining the all-inclusive work that was done by God through his son on our behalf. And it includes everything, you know, when, when Jesus died, you know, he, he just didn't, there was a lot of things accomplished at that time. I mean, mirrored and, and believe me, we're not going to be able to cover them all uh, in this podcast, but I'm, I'm telling you, there was an inclusive work that was done, not only uh, with, uh, you know, us being made whole, but it was made whole in every form and, and manner. It wasn't just uh just one thing, you know, by your wounds. Cause I, I wanted to bring this out because this promise sometimes is used, you know, sometimes there are people out there that will say, well, this is because people use this verse speaking about being healed, you know, physically. And, and, and then people will try to say, well, you know, that's not really talking about physical things. That's just talking about spiritually, how we were healed, how God paid the price for our sins and we were forgiven. We're translating those things, but really there was an all inclusive thing that was done here. And uh, I'm going to read another verse a little bit that, that that's going to explain that. But but the reality is the promise here is to realize that we are we can claim this. Jesus took our our sins upon us, all the all the wrongdoings that we did in the natural. But not only that, he took all the results of the sin, all the sicknesses, all the death and the curses and everything that came about because of our rebellion. So this is an all-inclusive promise. It's a blessed promise to 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 be able to live by. And I would throw it back at you, John. John, give, give show a practical example of how you would apply this promise in your everyday life. The enemy says, "You make a mistake. You fall, and you do, and we all do. Every one of us does." The Bible also declares that all men sin, that no matter what. Okay, so you make a mistake. The devil says, "Look at you. You're condemned. You're not a Christian." Look at that sin you did. Look at that problem you have that keeps coming back and that sin. No, 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 no. That's a lie, devil, because my sins were paid for by Christ. And that's, that's what, that is what one thing that you receive from this. There's so many you can. This is actually a tough start to, to get to because he's right. When he says all-inclusive, it covers <laughs> all bases, all yeah. bases. But just so I don't get off on, on a tangent, what we're receiving from this verse, how you use it for the enemy, which is the whole point of this this show is when you are hit with sin and condemned and and 
with all these, and there's multiple verses that can do this, multiple promises that can do this for you. But when you're getting hit with condemnation, when you make a mistake and you will, remember that Jesus died so that you can be free from condemnation. There is no condemnation in Christ Jesus. So this that is what you flip back. This is the dart you throw back at the devil when he comes at you with condemnation. And again, that's 1 Peter 2, 2.24. Definitely suggest not while you're driving, folks. 2.24 <laughs> definitely suggests you do some meditating and, and spend some time with that one because it's very important. Yeah, and it, it's so true, John. I mean, it's like I said, you 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 brought up a very good point. This is how we apply these things. We got to realize we're in a battle. There's an enemy out there. He's going to try to come. He's going to try to uh, uh, twist the word of God. He's going to try to twist what you know to be true, what God has already planted in your heart. And this is why we need his promises, because his promises are true. It says in the Bible that God cannot lie. He is light. He cannot lie. So when he makes a promise, it's not like me or you, John. We we might make a promise, and, and as, as good intention as we may be, we, we might not be able to fulfill it for one reason or another. Just because, you know, because we're, we're human, we're not all powerful. But God's not like that. God's all powerful. When he makes a promise, it is done. It's as good as done. So we got that. We got a rock to stand on here. When we talk about his promises, we're, ta- we're not talking about a wishy-washy thing. We're talking about God said this and it's done. And so we can stand on this. We can throw this back in the powers of darkness face when they try to come and condemn us. We can say, hey, look, wait a minute. No, uh, I mean, God God said by, by his wounds, he took He took my beating upon himself, stuff like this. this. These are the things that I use. How do I apply a practical example? How do I apply this verse? I mean, when I, when I got some of the, some of the various sins that are taking place or some of the things, some of the results of that sicknesses, different things, I go to God and I, I, I go to God. I can claim to God. I said, God, I'm coming in the name of your son. I'm, I'm asking for your deliverance, for your healing, but I'm not just asking it on nothing. I'm asking it on the standpoint that your son paid for this. He paid for this. He was beat for for this. This is not a thing. He's just not throwing down. That's what I'm saying. We got to understand in the heavenly courts, the word of God and the truth of what was done holds weight. When God, when we go before God, let's say I'm sick. I go before God. I say, God, I'm, I've got this infirmity upon me. I come to you. I ask that you heal me in the name of your son. And you know what? The son who it says in another verse that he he lives and he he's he's interceding for us right now in the in the courts of heaven. So when I go to him, he goes, he shows forth the blood to the father and says, look, I paid for this and the healing can come forth. You see, so we're not we're talking about we're talking about coming with prepaid money that someone has already did for us. And we come before that so we can stand on these. We can believe these things because they are as good as done. Yep. Praise God. I always like to put it when God looks at you, he sees his son, that blood. I mean, that's the best way to put it when he's, when you go to God and, and even if the enemy has condemnation and shame, you, you know, just wearing you out, tearing you down, you did this thing, you did that thing, no matter how bad it was, when God looks at you, and you're coming in the name of Jesus. He's seeing his son because your his blood covers your sins. But that's great. So any, anybody that just joined, we're, we're declaring the promises of God. So as, as an attempt to equip the saints with weapons when the enemy lies, because that's what they're for. We, we use these promises to shoot down his lies. And if we don't 
know the promises, we can't. So not only do we want to talk about them, but we pray that you receive them and accept them as truth because it's what God's declared about you and all his children. But that was uh, that first one was First Peter 2, 24. Dad, do you want to go to that other verse you were talking about, or you just want to keep going down the list? Yeah, I'm just going to read a couple of these to show, first of all, how how these all are together. You know, this was first Peter was in, in the New Testament, and these are prostrate. But what what Peter is references is the is the totalness of, of the word of God. I mean, the, the word of God is in unity, the Old Testament, New Testament. And one of the Old Testament scriptures, like where he's basing this on, is Isaiah 53, 5. And I'm going to read that to you. It says, but he was pierced through for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The chastening for our well-being fell upon him, and by his scourging we are healed. So there, there is another thing, just the unity of the scriptures. You know, Peter just references this is what Christ accomplished for us. These things are all in unity together. So, so you know, like I said, his his promises are as good as done. I mean, they they can be done. And 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 the other scripture I just wanted. To, to, to show you because this is an all-inclusive promise is in first Thessalonians 523 and I'm just going to read this it says now may the God of peace himself sanctify you that means set apart you entirely and you may your spirit and soul and body be preserved complete without blame at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ so you see right here that this 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 what Jesus took upon himself for our wounds to be healed is an entire process. It's your body, your soul, and your spirit. He wants you to be made whole. He's concerned with all the things. He's not just concerned with the spiritual things. He knows that the spiritual things are really the the source. I mean, if you don't get the spiritual right, the rest of it ain't gonna be right. But but I'm just saying God is concerned with our whole person, our soul our body. That's the reason why when Jesus came, he healed. He fed people that were hungry. These were all things that were done. So I just want to point out that this is an all-inclusive. This is, this is a promise that you can hold on to, that you can speak in your prayer life when you're speaking to God, and you can say, God, you said, by your wounds, you, you were healed. By your wounds, you can make me whole. If, I, if I'm lacking something, if there's something I need, even in a physical sense, if, I, if, if I'm, I'm someone who doesn't have food, if my, if my bills are not able to be paid, you can give me insight and light. You can open the doors so that I can be whole in all regards as I seek your face. This is all part of living in the kingdom of heaven. And God knows we're on this earth right now. So he knows that there are certain things that we do need. And so God says, I'm going to take care of you, basically. I'm going to take care of you, and my son paid the price so that this could be true. Yep. Amen to that. Okay. Guys, I hope this is blessing you. Again, if you're driving, don't look at the screen. Just uh, listen, and uh, we'll go to the next promise. Uh, James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3. Okay, this is a good one. We all need to hear this one here. Uh, one. James chapter one, verses two and three, consider it a joy, my brethren, when you encounter various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces endurance. This is a big one here. This is a big one because the trials come. The enemy's life from that is, look, God's not with you or this wouldn't be happening. That is the biggest takeaway you can take from this in the context of we are, you, we are equipping ourselves to battle the enemy's lies. 
that you, if you are going through something, a Bible says somewhere else that he only disciplines the one he loves. So if you're going through something, you're, it's producing endurance. It's building your faith. So it's not because God's not with you. It's because God has, is preparing you for something greater. Amen. Amen. I mean, this is, um, this is just a, a, an encouragement for us as it's, it's more of a, a foundational truth too of, of God knowing, realizing that. So you person might say, well, what, what does this mean? Promise wise. It's just, it's just giving you an encouragement to realize that when you're going through things, that you got to understand that God is working in you, his character, just like we're talking about through his promises. And so in a practical sense, how would this apply to me? It would mean like when I'm going through things, I can always be reassured that God's going to cause all things to work out for the good. He's working his character in me. And so if I am suffering, I'm not suffering for nothing. I'm not enduring things for nothing, but he is actually producing a, a character in me in the process of going through those things. It should actually make sense because naturally we try to avoid any kind of trials, right? Like naturally that's what we do. Mm -hmm. We try to find easy ways. We try yep. to go the, you know, the easy route, take the easy path. And so we don't, we don't, and then we wonder why we're faithless because when you jump out there and it's not healthy, but God gets you through, that's how you know you can do it. That's the only way really, because even if you if even if your faith is pretty good and you have a pretty good idea you could handle something you'll always have a doubt you'll never know for mm -hmm. sure so god allows yeah. you to go through these things not because he hates you because he loves you not because like the devil will tell you he's not with you it's because he loves you and that ties back to the other verse too you, that's why all these promises can be taken in whole it's not because he doesn't love you and it's also not because you did something wrong okay now god will discipline you to show you something that show you the right way, but he's not condemning you. We go back to the last verse and remember that Jesus paid that cost. And that's why, that's why we have to, all of this, all of this has to be received because the enemy's goal is one thing to get you sidelined, right? To get you mm -hmm. sidelined. So you don't talk about Jesus, go to Jesus, spread Jesus. We have a kingdom battle. And if you're for God, you're on the side of spreading his good news. The devil doesn't want you to do that. That's how he wins his battle. How can he do that? He lies to you about the unseen world. He lies to you about the unseen situation, the spiritual realm. But God has declared what's going on there and how your relationship to him is. And that's why we need these promises. And I know I keep harping on that, but it's so important that we, we actually believe these promises. It'll change your life. Believe means walk around like these promises are real. Answer questions like these promises are real. So it's huge. Yeah. Next verse. It, Go ahead. Yeah. I was just going to say that, uh, you know, a good example that was, you know, like the Lord was showing me was like, if you had a, a young child who, who was sitting uh, outside of a pool or, 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 the, or a lake or something, they want to swim. They see, see a, a, a friend or someone swimming and they say, man, I, I wish I could do that. I think I, I think I could do that, but I don't know if I can do that. And they're looking, they're standing there. But then all of a sudden they get out and they start going and and you've seen this, you've experienced this with young kids or anything like that. All of a sudden they start going and they're like, wow, I can do this. This is great. And then next thing you know, they're going back and forth. But but before it happened, it, it took them getting in and actually experiencing it. And then they realized I can do that. They might have thought they could do it before, but when they actually got in and did it, 
they did. It's the same thing our faith works. Sometimes you, using the faith example, I've, I've seen this as, and as an example, you see somebody, for instance, a blessed person. I've seen testimonies where you see somebody who was really wronged by somebody. Somebody did something terrible to them. And then you see them step out by faith in God and forgive this person. You look at it and you say, you see how terrible the situation is. And in your own heart, you say, man, Lord, I hope I can do that. If, if I ever am encountered a situation like that, I hope I can stand up and, and, and walk righteously and be able to forgive when I'm wronged. So see, yep. and, and at the time we're just standing on the outside. We don't know you know, we, we, we hoping we can do it, but then God's going to bring a circumstance in our life so that our testing of our faith, he's going to show us, you can do it. You are going to yep. do it. You see, and that testing produces endurance in us. We, we become yep. strengthened, man, I can do this. You know, we see his character being built in us and it encourages us. Yep. We ask God to help us. And then we question why he does it. That's why these promises are important. Uh, so anybody that just joined, we're going over the promises of God, getting some morning food from the word of God for our spirits. And uh, uh, the context of it is these promises and how we use them against the enemy's lies. The enemy tries to get you off track and he tells you lies about what God said and what God did. He's been doing it since the garden. He did it to Eve. He's still doing it today. Lying about what God say. Did God really say that? Uh, so we use these promises to call him a liar. But if we don't know the promises, if we haven't received the promises, it's hard to do that. So that's what this whole thing's about. I hope you enjoy. If you're driving, please don't look at the screen. There's no promise for protection for God driving for you while you look at the screen. I said that joke <laughs> twice. For the people that are here at the start, sorry. It was two, two times, same joke. We're going to go OT now, though. We're going to Exodus uh, chapter 14, verses 14. This is pretty simple. I mean, but this we can go into this pretty good. Uh, the Lord will fight for you while you keep silent. Hmm. Wow, that's that's a hard thing for us to <laughs> that's that's a hard thing for us to understand because uh, John's heard me speak about this many times. I mean, we're, we're live we live in a system when we grow up when you're born into this world. Like I said before, you were taught the things of the kingdom of this earth. You know, you learn to live according to the principles of the earth, and so this this particular promise would go totally opposite to what you're taught because what are you taught in the world we're talking about that oh you got to stand up you got to be strong you got to do this you got to do that you got to you know you got to have that self-belief that self-confidence you know in in yourself and you know this was says away the lord's sitting there saying wait no he's telling you just be silent trust in me i'm gonna take care of this you know but but that goes opposite of what you're taught in everyday life in this world. Is that true, John? It's absolutely true. And, and to put it back into our context of what the enemy might say practically to you, where this would come in handy, this happens all the time to anybody, if we're honest with ourselves, is, you know, someone at work, will use work, great example, irritates you, does you wrong. And they're actually wrong in the sense of wrong. And, and the enemy's like, dude, you got to handle this. You got to handle it. You got to go handle this. If you go do this thing and get them back, then they'll know you're for real. So go, go retaliate, go return evil. And, and this is, this is a verse right here. This is just an example, just, but apply this to anything. The Lord says, keep silent. I'll fight your battles. And that that's the truth. God wants to show you a way because God is, he knows all he's all knowing and he's everywhere. So he can use this situation, not just to bless you and to take vengeance for you. Vengeance is his, he says, but to bless someone else 
or to even bless the person that hurt you. And 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 because we're supposed to love our enemies. That's the truth. The lie is no retaliate evil with evil. But God says, if you be silent, vengeance is mine. I will fight for you. Yep. It's just it's just a, a total opposite uh uh way of doing things. You know, it's like I said, we 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 you know, when we grow up in the world, it's just like we got to do it ourselves, we gotta do it ourselves, we gotta do it ourselves. And and we're by no means saying that. We're not responsible. We're not talking about that. You just sit there in your chair and don't do nothing. Obviously, that's not what we're saying here. We're we're just saying your trust, your strength, your rock, your refuge is not in yourself. It's not in yourself. It's in God. I trust in God. It may look foolish to the world, but but God is he's saying, I will fight for you. This is remember, this is God saying he's coming to you and he's saying. If you be silent. I'll fight for you. If you trust in me, that's what this is talking about. You trust in me, I will fight for you. So that's his promise. And he's able to do those things. You know, another verse I wanted to bring in is just correlates to this. John is in uh, Psalm 46, 10. I'm going to read that real quick. It says, see striving, see striving and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Another version says, be still and know that I'm God. That's a, I like this particular one because it's actually kind of says exactly what it's saying. Cease striving and know that I am God. That's what this is talking about. Quit trying to resolve every issue with your own thinking and your own strength, but trust in God. Acknowledge him. You know, there's another blessed verse, I think, in Proverbs that talks about that, talks about that. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will make your path straight. I mean, this is there's plenty of them. There's there's hundreds of them out there. But because this is really the 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 centerpiece of this life, of the difference between living in the world where you live by your own thinking, your own strength, your own knowledge. And you turn it over to God and say, I'm going to trust you, God. I'm going to realize I don't know all things, but I'm going to trust you. You're going to show me. You're going to lead me and you're going to fight for me. And that's how the enemy gets you, too. We've got to continue to think about this practically. This situation, look at your situation. He always holds the circumstance in front of you. Look at your situation. This isn't good. God's not with you. But if you listen to this and you or you listen to the psalm he just read, and knew he was God, remember, he's God. I got this is what he's telling you. I've got this. If you realize and accept and receive that I got this, you'll have peace. I can handle this. I'm God, but you don't ever give it to me. So I'm busy cleaning up your messes of you trying to do something that I could have did easily. Does that make sense? It makes total sense. And uh, that's why I said it's important principle. Another verse I just wanted to read real quick that has to do with this. And this is a blessed one. These things are reading. This is just explaining the trueness of what God is saying. I'm your power. I'm your strength. Just listen to me. Isaiah 30, 15 says, for thus the Lord God, the Holy One of Israel has said, in repentance and rest, you will be saved. In quietness and trust is your strength. And then it goes on to say, but you were unwilling. This was just God speaking at, the, at this appointed time to the children of Israel, but he's speaking to us. He's letting us know. He said, hey, this is where, this is this new life. It's in repentance and rest in me, trusting in what I'm doing, in quietness and trust. That's where your strength's going to be. That's where your power's going to be. But are we willing is the question. Are we going to be willing? Are we going to be rebellious too? Are we going to submit it to God? and let him take care of it, and let him lead us, 
and show us what we need to do, what we need to say, where we need to go. Are we going to do that? Or are we going to trust in our own power and strength? And that's hard to do, guys. We're not ignorant of that. I mean, that's the opposite of the world system. But look, the, the Bible, and this is something we all got to ask ourselves. I do it all the time. And, and, and sometimes I, I don't get the answer I want, if I'm being honest with myself. We are called to be set apart different than the world. Different. Set apart. Like people, if there's two, I love the chosen's intro, right? The fish, and then there's like the blue one swimming the other way. You know what I'm talking about, Dad? Yep. Mm-hmm. That's what we're, we're supposed to be different. So are we the same? Right. Are we using the right. same tactics the world does to get things accomplished? Because yep. that's not what we're supposed to do. So it's going to it's not easy. What We're saying this like it's easy, but you've got to keep saying, no, I'm in this situation. I got a crisis of belief. This doesn't look good, but I'm going to try to trust this promise. Close your eyes. Remember, it, do, it won't feel good. Right. Like you won't. You'll still be nervous when you step into this thing. It's not your nervous just doesn't go away. But when he comes through faith is built and that, 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 but you can't do that. The point of this is you can't do that if you don't know what he said. And that's why we've got to read the word of God period. But promises are huge for fighting the enemy, which is the context of this is how we use these as weapons against his lies. Cause that's all he does all day. He's a liar. Yep. That's exactly right. And, and, and these are important truths. I mean, these are truths that uh, we live by, by, by the power of God, you know, I mean, these are things that we just got to stand on when we go and say, wait a minute, you know, it, so how do we recognize, we recognize this if we're out there and all of a sudden we find ourselves being stressed out and things coming on us, then we need to ask ourselves, are we really just resting in God? Are we trusting him? Are we trying to work this out in our own power and strength and wisdom? I mean, these are the things, that's why we have these promises because they're supposed to come back to you. See, that's why it's so important to get these in your spirit. And in your heart, so that when times come, when it when it comes, it's going to come to you. The Spirit of God is going to bring these back to your remembrance. And at that point in time, that's where you stand on them. Say, wait a minute. Yeah, Lord, you said in quietness and strength. Quietness and trust is where my strength's going to be. Man, am I doing that? See, that this is how these promises work. You know, because God, by his spirit that's in us, is going to bring these things to our remembrance when we need them. Amen. It's that's it. And it's going to the circumstances again, won't look like it, but God doesn't lie. And the only way you're going to find out is if you step out and stand on that promise. That's a big deal. It's a big deal. What he just said, but we'll go to the next one. We got to get some of these in your spirits so y'all can be ready for battle today. And again, (laughs) if this is our first live stream, we're trying this thing. I like it so far, but if we do have any technical difficulties, just to reiterate, it's on Danny, Danny's fault. Uh, Even if he doesn't show up on the end, it's Danny's fault. Danny O, his address. I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right. So Romans 831 is our next one. By the way, we're reading out of the NASB, if anybody was wondering. Uh, What then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Hmm. Wow. He who did not spare his own son, but delivered him over for us all. How will he not also with him freely give us all things? That's a double whammy mm-hmm. right there. Yep. Let's start with, let's start back with 831. I'm going to mm-hmm. read it again. Sorry, guys. I, I didn't realize that both of those two are going to be huge. So first 831, what then shall we say to these things? If God is for us, who is against us? Go ahead, Dad. Take this one. 
No, you're excited. <laughs> yeah, this is just another one of them things that, uh, you know, again, trying to take these promises and applying them to everyday life. How will we apply this to our everyday life? That's that's when you're going through a battle, when you're going through something in the middle of this, this is where your faith comes in on the promise. You say, okay, I got everything going. Everything seems to be coming against me. All these bad things are happening to me. What's going on? Do we, do we give in and say, oh, man, what, do we, we, do we say, oh, well, man, I, I guess God doesn't care about me no more. Where are you, God? I guess you're not around. No. Then we remember that God said that, hey, wait a minute, God, you said, you know, you're for us. Nobody can be against us. You gave your own son for me because you cared for me. So how could I possibly think that you're not for me? That's really the reality of it. Then, then you accept, you realize that God is for you. No matter what it looks like, God is working behind the scenes. And so many times, John, you you know you you can you you can confess the reality. How many times have you been through a circumstance and there was times when you thought, man, God, what's going on? Well, why is this happening? And and you know, and at the at that point in time, you it really feels like, man, God's not around. But then, lo and behold, next thing you know, you're delivered, and something comes about, and you're saying, man, God. You look back on it and you see that God was always there. You I just see you, didn't Papa. <laughs> exactly. He was always yep. there. You know, he's, even he's though out you there garden. Mm-hmm. He's out there garden. That's right. God gets out there. He's garden. And you don't, you don't pay attention. I'm trying to tell a joke, Dad. Remember that picture I sent you? <laughs> That's right. So, yeah, no, I mean, that that is so huge. Like we get in these situations and we and I know it sounds like redundant, but it's all these are pointing to the same thing is we have to believe these or it doesn't matter. These yep. seem impossible because you you've thought they're impossible your whole life and you've never tried. You've never trusted God with them, but that, that's the only way you can do it. It's that. And the second part is we try to plan how God's going to answer it. And we he never does it, never does it the way you plan. He's always got some kind of one up thing that you're like, wow, dude, that was good. Who am I? So we've got two parts here. We don't believe it in the first place. And B, when we do believe it, we start to plan out what it's going to look like and how long it's going to take. And when it doesn't happen, we think it didn't happen. Trusting God means, God, whatever it is, long, short, how you do it doesn't matter. I trust you. If it hasn't happened yet, it's because you you don't want it to happen yet. And it will happen. It's going to come. The more times you just, and it feels like this, dude, it feels like, yeah, God, you're going to be there, but nothing feels better right? You're still worried. I mean, you're still, you're nervous a little bit. It's still on the back of your mind. We still have an enemy, but you're like, no, that's not what God said. And then when it happens, you're like, man, I got through. So I think it's important to know, at least for me and my experience, when I'm believing God for something, it doesn't always make me feel better. I'm not just instantly, everything's great walking around. Sometimes it still creeps back in your mind. You just have to hold those thoughts captive. You just got to say, okay, well, that's not what God said. So we'll see. And let God, give God a chance to show you he's faithful. He is so faithful, even when we're not. Mm. And that's the best time he shows up when you've had a bad day and you, you have, you've been disobedient yourself. And then God still shows up and takes care of something. He is the example of faithfulness. So, but again, to the point, if we don't know his, his promises, we won't know. We won't know what to use. We won't know what to believe. Exactly. And we're going to give into everything. And there's a, there's another scripture in the Bible that talks about that the things which are seen are temporary. The things that are not seen are the eternal things. These were the real things on which the things that were seen were made. So the reality is when you understand that, 
then then you will understand to, to always quit giving such great value to just the things that you see and to realize that the things that are unseen sometimes are the real things. And so what, how does that relate to this promise? Realizing that when your circumstances are going on and all these things are happening, you realize that, wait a minute, God is for me. He's working behind the scenes. Even though I don't see all that result right now, he's working behind the scenes on my behalf to make sure that everything will work out for the good, for the purpose of his kingdom. Man to that. Guys, anybody listening, uh, if you have any comments or questions or anything, just put it in the chat. Uh, if you if you're being blessed or want to help us or you've been blessed by us before, like it, share it so other people can see it. Uh, we're going over the promises of God, and we want to in in the context of using them to uh, shoot down the enemy's lies. Um, and we just finished eight Romans eight thirty one and thirty two. And do you want to go emphasize more on eight thirty two, Dad? Um, or did we cover that? Yeah, it was just, yeah, I think I, I talked about that just saying. He was just son. reassuring. Yeah, yeah he yeah, was exactly. showing you like, if if I do this, if right. I did this thing, why wouldn't I do this thing? Exactly. He just showing that, hey, these things are not, I mean, it's not, we're not going to God saying, man, God, I sure hope you listen to me. Sure, I hope, I hope you do. See, this is the thing to understand. There was a divine payment paid for all these things for us. And the reason why I emphasize that is because for twofold, number one, the promises are secure because they've been purchased in, in the blood of his son. They've been purchased for us. Okay. So, so there's a ground to stand on. Why is that important? It's important for us to understand in our promise so we can stand and we can stand against the powers of darkness. We can stand against his lies because these things are purchased. We're not going to God hoping that he would do these things. We're going with this God to God in, in humility but in confidence of what his son has purchased for us. That's the difference. We, we, we go before him. We can be able to speak, hey, Father, you said, you said, I, I know your behalf. That's how I go. I go there's, everything's falling apart around me. I go to God and I say, God, you, you gave your own son, and I know that. You gave your own son. That's why I know. I don't care what it looks like. You're working on my behalf right now to deliver me from whatever circumstance I may be in. Praise God. Okay, so Psalm 106. This will be our last one, guys. Uh, I hope you enjoyed. If you enjoyed so far, give us a like, a share, a comment. Um, that's the only way YouTube pushes it, is if uh, we get some interaction. So we want this to bless. We feel called for this. And um, we, we get confirmations by your wonderful comments and thank yous. And it's all glory to God. We have nothing to do with it. We are empty vessels begging God to work through us to bless you guys. So if you're on this, our prayer always is, God, bring the person that needs to hear it, then it's for you. If you receive it, keep it so you can battle the devil. Uh, so the last one is Psalm 107, verse 13, and I think it's 13 through 16. So I'm gonna read through the whole thing, then we'll talk about it. Okay, then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. He saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death and broke their bands apart. You guys have bands you need broken? Because I know I do. <laughs> Let them give thanks to the Lord for his loving kindness and for his wonders to the sons of men. For he has shattered the gates of bronze and cut the bars of irons, iron asunder. What do you think? Wow, that's good. Yeah, and, and that's what I said. Notice it. he said they, they cried to the Lord. Uh, and he saved them out of their trouble, out of their distresses. 
I mean, how important is that? This is like just a, a factual thing. I mean, and so we, we say, well, how does that relate to a promise? This is almost like stating a fact of uh, an accomplishment that God has done. Well, that's just the, that's just it. His promises are things that he has accomplished and will continue to accomplish. These are like finished work things, if you think about it. Going all back, we talk about, you know, the, one of the promises when we're talking about, he, he bore our sins, our sickness. Okay, he did these things. These are accomplished facts. So we're standing on the promises and the faithfulness, like you said, John, of God. Yep. Amen to that. So, yeah. So this is kind of the general theme. It looks like the spirit sending us here is that that the Lord fights our battles and we need to believe he does that. And, and a lot of his promises will end up there. But, you know, hopefully in the next episode, we'll get into more promises about the encouragement part of it, too. And which all of this is encouragement. It's all going to point to the same thing is we absolutely need God 100%. He's our life source. And if we try to do anything on our own, these promises don't mean anything. So I hope you guys receive them. Dad, do you have any more before we pray for our listeners that you just that was on your heart before that wasn't on the list that you wanted to talk about before we go? No, there, you know, there's countless number of them and we'll go through other ones later on. But the, what I just wanted to kind of summarize, I mean, if you were going to kind of summarize, even kind of group all the ones we kind of talked about today, was it talking about number one, God accomplished the work. He set us free through, through his son, right? Number two, in trust, in quietness, in being still before God is where your strength comes from. That's how you fight your battles. So number three, realizing that you have that deliverance and being able to wait on God and being able to trust him is going to produce that endurance in you to be able to accomplish all the things that we have. So see, you see how these promises work. This is how you live the Christian life. This is how you live the life in the kingdom of God now. He's teaching you, these are the principles you live by. You don't live by the principles you used to live by. Now you live in the kingdom of heaven. These are his principles. That's right. And that's what Jesus said. And, and in fact, the kingdom is already here. That's what he meant. So if you're in this kingdom and there's a battle going on, how do you fight it? You fight it by standing on his promises. Mm -hmm. And that's why this is so important, guys, that we, we receive these. And when I say receive, I mean like just believe them believe it for real believe it like you've received that it's raining outside because you've seen it raining so you put a raincoat on right that's 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 what i mean about these promises you receive that god is for you not against you so you walk around knowing that god's for you so brothers and sisters we love you so much and we thank you so much for all your support please do not hesitate to ever comment on any of our videos because it does bless us we have an enemy too that gets in our head and every time we hear one of those. It lets us know that God is reaching someone through us. So that's, that's what we're all about. And we, we thank you for all your support. It helps us and we love you. And uh, if you guys can just hang around for a couple more or just a minute, maybe, and let my dad pray over you guys that, that, that this gets written on your heart like God desires it for you. And we're going to do this every week, God willing. Uh, technical difficulties are always a problem. But God willing, we're going to try to do this every week. It, it's a... It's a uh, I think it's blessed to get some of this in the morning and it can help some of you guys who don't have time sometimes to, to read the Bible, not condoning it. We should definitely make time, but this will help. You can listen to it and talk about it and join us on this fellowship too, through the chat. So dad, did you want to pray for our brothers and sisters? 
Amen. Thank you, Father, for another time to be able to come into your presence. We come through the sacrifice and blood of your son, Lord. We enter into your presence. We thank you for everything that's been accomplished, Lord. We thank you for your precious promises. Lord, you said by them we can become partakers of the divine nature, Lord. I pray, the Lord, that all these that were able to listen today, Lord, that they would be able to be encouraged, Lord, to know that this is a new life, a new kingdom, and these are the principles that by which we live, Lord. Let them go deep in their spirit, in their heart, Lord. Let the Spirit of God bring them to the remembrance in time of need, Lord, and help your people to stand on the promises which you so preciously gave to us and certainly paid a heavy price for. We thank you, we worship you, and we give you glory in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Okay, brothers and sisters.